All right. Here we are back again for another Backbone Zone. I can't believe it. It's winter. It's officially the 1st of June here in Australia. And I'm telling you right now, the weather is not too favorable. It is freezing. Uh, Riss, if you thought that that the studio was um, bad a couple of weeks ago, you should try it today. Holy hell. But it's um, it's good. I like winter for BMX. I find that the shorter days kind of allows you to, I guess, um, not waste any time. I mean, this is the first year... Uh, well, I wouldn't say it's the first year because my son's a year old now, but he is a year old rather than only being a couple of weeks old and uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll see how it goes as far as making time to to fit in BMX, but I like the cold weather as far as the way it feels to go to the trails and things like that and uh, it makes it makes riding a little bit more of a task but not a task in a bad way, just a task in that it feels like you're really doing something. So you definitely make it count when you're riding during winter. And like they say about gym bodies, <laughs> your um, your summer body's made in the winter and I feel like that's how it goes with BMX. You know, the, the, the sessions that you have during the winter kind of dictates how you feel on your bike during the summer. But having said that, you know, Canberra is not a um, not the warmest place during winter and I'm sure that there's many people around Australia and around the world that are living it up in the sun right now. So let's not, you know, dwell on the coldness too much. But a little bit of news over the past uh, little week or I guess week or so, uh, our good mate and backbone team rider and had the last part in the video jack o'reilly just got married to his now wife uh, virginia so it was really sick to uh, go to the wedding on the weekend it was pretty classic wedding and it was full of bmx uh good times and not even bmx good times just straight up good times so it was it was fun to watch someone it's crazy to be honest i what i've seen jack jack came into the shop to do work experience and now you know i watched him get married on the weekend so pretty crazy very cool we're all growing up but this is the thing about bmx keeps you young forever uh, a little bit of news in terms of still backbone news definitely uh upcoming news we've got uh johnny mckellar coming into town so that's going to be really really fun uh, bring a jumper or three, Johnny. It is brick out. But uh, no, it'll be really sick to have uh, J-Mac here. Always super positive dude. And yeah, just, just stoked to have him in town really. He, and I think the fact that whenever BMX rider comes to town, they don't have anything to do uh, in terms of they're not working and things like that. It's... It makes you realize you've got to make time to to fit this whole BMX thing in. And when someone like Johnny comes to town, he brings the stoke up. So looking forward to that. Uh, international news, 
Feast just went down in Montpellier. I watched a fair bit of it because I am crazy like that. Definitely watched a lot of raw runs on on YouTube, but uh, interesting to watch. Always interesting to watch. I feel like, um, well, a few things that stood out to me were a few people that I thought were judged a little bit unfairly but could be wrong because I wasn't there. I thought that that, um, just from what I could see, that James Jones guy from the UK, he rode insanely crazy on the spine ramp and I think he only got ninth or something like that so that was pretty crazy uh and to be honest I did think that Hannah Roberts from the US in the women's final rode better than the placings reflected uh but again I wasn't there and you can't really tell so you don't know whether she you know put feet down or what, whatever, crashed and things like that. But, yeah, pretty interesting to watch. Uh, Logan Martin definitely ripped it up. What I do want to know, uh, Logan came second, of course, and, and Rim, a.k.a. Rim, no, <laughs> at the uh, Japanese shredder, Rim Nakamura, he, he won it. So, sick to see a dude that just full-blown blasts. Uh, win a contest like that. I want to know. I've never been to a feast, and I've definitely had a you know a couple of mates. Jason, I think, won the spine feast few years back. But can you? Can anyone enter? Because it's interesting to me. I feel like there's a bit of criticism that goes down with feast competitions because it elicits a type of riding that often looks very similar uh, throughout the riders but I can understand why it would be like that because I mean there's just tricks that obvious points getters and if you can fit a lot of those tricks in then why wouldn't you get judged highly for it but it would be interesting to see someone uh I mean Kevin Paraza obviously rides quite uniquely uh Sergileos rode in the spine contest and he you know i mean he definitely just made it look like how you'd want to ride a spine ramp and i think that he placed in maybe just outside the top 10 but in terms of if you were to you know if an alien came to earth and you wanted to show them the way that bmx was ridden you would probably well i would say that i would show sergio laos's run versus you know a few of the other riders not to say the other riding is not good. Like I'm, I'm certainly not the type of guy that disses on that type of riding. But it's hard to know what it is that uh, gets judged higher than than um, than other things. So you know, it's interesting to see the way that uh, tricks may get judged better than landing smooth. Now. I can see how if you did a lot of tricks, you could probably do less tricks and land smoother and maybe that's the argument for why tricks score more. But 
from a from an out well not an outsider looking in but if yeah like i said if i was an alien or if i if an alien landed uh on earth outside the shop and said show me what bmx looks like and you've got the face spine contest to choose from i'd definitely be playing sergio laos so yeah interesting to know i'd like to know your thoughts in the comments Holy shit, I can see mist coming out of my mouth. So it's obviously warm as. Uh, the other thing that I like to just to kind of expand on those thoughts, I think that's, you know, that's a gripe that a lot of people have with competitive BMX is that it starts to look very similar and I think that this is the tough thing about BMX because if you're going to get into a competitive you know mindset or the competitive realm of BMX then it almost does need to have very specific uh, outline for what gets judged and how it gets judged and and the appropriateness of particular maneuvers or style or height and flow and things like that because i don't know about you but i've been in some bmx contests over the years to various you know levels and there's always the talk of you know we want to see tricks we want to see height we want to see consistency uh we want to see originality blah 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 but it would be interesting to know what would be the thing that they are actually looking for the most. And I think that, you know, it's very black and white. If you're playing rugby league, there's no talk of, um, oh, but it was the way that he passed that ball that really got him over the line, you know, like that really, rather than scoring the try four points, like I'm going to give that dude eight points now because let's face it, that was done with style. Or, oh, he scored a try from 90 metres out, big, just broke through, ran the whole thing all the way to the, uh, into touch. Like, that's, you know, it's hard to say. It's hard to say um, those things, everyone gets over the try line and that's, um, that's how you get those points. And there's no argument about what was harder or easier, getting the ball over the line is the way that you score points and if you kick it in between the the posts, you know, to convert, then that's how you get two more points. So it'll be interesting to know, uh, I think, because I think it would, um, you know, say if, say if BMX competitions came out and they just said, look, tricks are one thing, but what we're really looking for is if you can execute those tricks really high that's going to get more points like i don't even care if you do uh not as hard trick if you can do it five foot higher than everyone else then we're going to up your score because i think then you would start seeing a lot of people if they knew that then you might see the riders that seem to be a little bit more of the quote-unquote hardcore riders entering these competitions because they'd be like oh far out i'm in with a shot and i can potentially make some money out of this thing so i'm just i just was thinking about that a lot i was thinking about how you know competitions bring a certain type of rider to the 
to the competition, but I don't think that the hardcore riders, when I say hardcore, it's a loose term, just so you know, but, you know, say the Clint Reynolds and the, uh, you know, Brian Foster, for example, the Hallahan uh, bros, you know, all those crew, um, even the fast and loose dudes, you know, it would be very interesting to know how contests are judged and if those guys who can clearly do things like you you could imagine that if you were to score a triple tail whip based on the amount of people that do a triple tail whip versus the amount of people that did like a big open bowl pocket air there's probably only one person that could do that maybe two then what's harder so it just it's just interesting something that was uh you know after watching all these uh, all this face footage i think it was something that stuck in my head and i think that uh judging clarification would be an interesting um you know topic to discuss with someone so if there's any uci judges out there that want to come on the backbone zone then you're welcome to i'd love to have you on maybe a future episode who knows uh Last thing for me, I just wanted to, I guess, um, since the whole face thing come come about and just watching that and still being really excited to watch it and I don't want to give any impression that I don't like that type of writing so that's not me. If you're looking for someone else to <laughs> look for someone else to hate on if you think it's, you know, I don't like that type of writing, that's, that's not me at all. I just was... You know, I'm just interested to think about that stuff and think about it a little bit outside the box, I guess. Um, trust me, if I could do a triple tail up, I'd be busting them out as, you know, every single day. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the other thing I just wanted to, I guess it was, I was thinking a lot about uh, the reasons why we ride BMX and, you know, the reasons well, the, how those reasons can affect you and, and make you a better person. And I guess I wrote an article on the Backbone website uh, a few years ago. It's actually called uh, 11 Reasons Why Riding BMX Will Make You a Better Person. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, a lot of that... Um, that riding that comes out of the those face competitions and things like that that comes just from wanting to i guess progress and pit yourself against yourself so you know i mentioned it in here obviously the the number one reason why we all get into bmx is for fun and i think that uh, like I said, riding BMX is a constant pursuit and attainment of fun. And if you can find something fun and you don't need to, to raise that bar, then you'll just keep doing it forever. But if you want to find something else that's fun in BMX, sky's the limit. But yeah, I, I do love the, um, yeah, the number reason four. And I think I thought about this when I was watching Feast, you know, like the challenge of writing something like that uh yeah physical and mental is insane and 
I definitely give it up to those those guys like and girls because I know for for sure like the times that I've ridden contests it's probably the most nerve-wracking thing that you could ever do like you know you are being watched by all your peers you want to ride the best that you can uh, and you only got a certain amount of times to make that happen it can be pretty stressful and to be honest almost more mentally fatiguing than physically fatiguing although it is you know a 45 second sprint where you're also lifting your bike up and down which you know weighs what 10 kilos or something like that and you're throwing around in midair so it's not exactly not physical but yeah it's it's uh it's a really good reminder those those feast contests whether you ride contests or not you know those uh guys and girls are out there to try to become like i said right here you know the the choice to ride bmx is an opportunity to become infinitely better at something and there is no ceiling to hit in the realm of freestyle bmx and i think that the uh the challenge the challenges that you have when you're riding only get exacerbated and uh and only get more tough and and more of a challenge when you're in a contest environment like that so it's something that not not everyone wants to do but it's just interesting to watch those riders and especially the riders that can pull it off and again like i've spoken about logan martin before but he just seems to be the ultimate professional like he can figure out this is the tricks that i want to do and i'm not going to get swayed or um I'm not going to be distracted by anything and I can just find that laser focus to to make it happen. And you see that in video part riders as well and you see it just in day-to-day, you know, like there's – I go down a skate park and see kids trying tricks, you know, 100 times before they even get close. So it's very cool to be reminded of that. The BMX is forever a challenge. And every time you meet that challenge, you reset the bar and the challenges get higher and higher. And there's nothing nothing, in, nothing to it except for the uh, reward that you get out of it for yourself. So even though you can be a competitive rider, it really comes down to those challenges that you p- put on yourself and the reward of um, realizing those challenges. So... Yeah, that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about. It's uh, always fun to see what's going on in the world of of BMX. Like I said, Johnny McKell is here this weekend. He's here for the next uh, 10 days or so, so he'll be on the podcast next week. Uh, He doesn't know that yet, but trust me, he'll be on it. (laughs) And um, yeah, please leave me a comment below uh if you're watching this on youtube or if you see this on instagram let me know what your thoughts are about the competitive aspect of of bmx and what you think about judging and things like that and if you are a bmx judge and you know you've been to uci events or anything like that please hit me up i'd love to have you on and uh discuss your thoughts on the whole uh judging topic but until next week Thanks a lot for listening. Really appreciate it. And uh, do me a favor, like, 
subscribe, rate us five stars on Spotify. It helps us out a lot to, you know, keep pushing this thing out. So thanks a lot and I'll see you next week.